welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message from our lead pastor, Zion Douglas, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. So, hey, it's great to have you here this morning. What an amazing testimony. What an amazing service so far. Our incredible team. And hey, if you're joining us online because you can't be here in the service, I want to say a massive welcome, massive uh Good on you for joining us this morning. And I hope Holy Spirit speaks to you wherever you may be in your kitchen, your lounge, bedroom, your pajamas, you're all dressed up, whatever you may be, uh, wherever you may be, God bless you. And uh, for everybody here, good on you for getting registered and getting into church. Just to let you know, uh, I have a little bit of a limp because yesterday I was playing football and I overextended myself. Uh, I am not in my prime apparently anymore, but uh, it's, get, it's, it's becoming more and more, my body is becoming more and more fragile as the days we're on. But really it's just a recurrent injury from last year, I think. But yesterday I was actually lying, I went around for dinner uh, to some friend's house and Cody was there actually, Cody and Caitlin, they're amazing too. And uh, I was lying on the ground uh, and uh, so last night and it, it had to get a, like, you, know, my, you know, them to help me get into the car. I was in a bit of agony or to say that last night Sophie said, babe, do you want me to preach? And so she was ready to go, ready to write up a message. Get a, get a message ready for you last night. She was about to do that, but I said, no, I'll do it. I'll take some Panadol. And so if I fall over right now, it's probably because I've had about four Panadol in the last 12 hours or something like that. Whatever is the good dosage, I'm under that just to be kosher with everybody watching online. Amen. Any doctors here? No? Fantastic. All right, let's move on. So I am in a little bit of pain and there's a seat there, but I've got a message in my spirit and I want to bring it to you, but I don't want to just bring it to you half pie. So I'm going to get through the pain. I'm going to walk around the stage, stomp around and declare what, the, what God wants to speak to you. And so if I can do that with a hip that just doesn't want to move, I think you can move your mouth, you can move your hands, you can move your head, you can even move your feet to engage what God wants to say to you. Amen. I'm up in here in pain. Don't make it even more painful by not being involved with what God is doing this morning. And if you're in your kitchen this morning, wherever you may be, you can still engage. I can hear you. Holy Spirit will say to me who is and who is not engaging. And I'll come to your house tomorrow morning and have a word. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. But Sophie will. Amen. No, I'm kidding. Amen. Are we okay? Come on. We're in the house of God this morning. This is the best place you can be. No matter what level we are in, whereas one, two, three or four, Holy Spirit is still the same wherever we may go. And when we come together like this, He, he, he blesses. He blesses our unity. He blesses the fact that when we come together, uh, when we come to worship His name, we come together as people that love Jesus. And even if you don't believe in Him or even given your life to Him, that's okay. You're part of the family too. And so I'm excited this morning. And we, as Pastor Pip said, we're going to be starting a three-part series called All Things New. All Things New. I want us all to understand this morning, right from the outset of the next few weeks, that God is in the business of making all things new. I don't know what your background looks like. I don't know what your future looks like. I don't even know what right now looks like for you. But what I do know is that whatever has happened in the past, whatever has happened in the, in the present, does not have to determine what God wants to do in your future. He is a good God. And I know that because I am not the best of anything. I know that because there are things in my life that He is still working on me. And if He can do what He is doing in my life, He can do it in your life. Amen. 
Everything about receiving Jesus is about saying goodbye to our past and receiving the new. That is what it's all about. And Catherine Kuhlman says this, an amazing evangelist. She says, God does not patch up the old life or make certain repairs on the old life. He gives a new life through the new birth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Can I get an amen? Let's keep that consistent. Come on. I like the noise. I like the feedback. I like when people talk and make a little bit of something, something. Last week, we, 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 we had, uh, we had uh, baptisms. That's what it's called. We had baptisms last Sunday. And it was an amazing thing seeing people making a public declaration in front of everybody, in front of the church, in front of friends, in front of family, saying that I'm going through the waters of baptism and as I go into the waters, I'm saying goodbye to my old ways, goodbye to my old life, goodbye to the things that held me down, goodbye to the things that hold me captive and hello to a new life in Jesus. It's, it's not just a physical thing. It's not just going through some waters. It is, saying to, it is saying to heaven, it's saying to hell, and it's saying to the earth, I am a new creation in Jesus. God is in the business of making all things new. God is always doing something within us and through us. And He wants to do a new thing in your life. I mean, I want you to catch that. I want you to believe that. And whether it is a big thing He is doing at the moment, or it might even be a small thing that He's doing in your life at the moment, let's not be, uh, let's, let's not kind of have our feet looking down to the ground, our eyes on our feet, and we miss the fact that He is moving amongst us. What a terrible thing would it be if, if, if Holy Spirit was moving through, through our lives. He was moving in your homes. He was moving through our week and we forget, we, we kind of, what, what's the word I'm looking for? We, 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 waste, we waste the opportunity that He's presenting to us because we're so comfortable where we are or how down where we are or we, 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 we enjoy kind of living the life that we're living at the moment. But wherever you find yourself right now, He wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants to do a new thing. And if He did it once when you gave your life to Jesus, He can do it again. He can do it in your family. He can do it in your workplace. He can, he can do it for your parents, your grandparents, your children. He, he, he can do it in our city. He can do it in Manawatu. He can do it in Aotearoa. He can do what He does best, and that is making the old gone and the new come alive. That's what He's in the business of doing. And so we're going to be focusing on this for the next three weeks. I'm so excited about this because I believe there are too many people that are held captive to what has been and not, and not engaging in what He wants to do in our future. Come on, I'm still preaching with a sore leg. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, so this week, we're going to be focusing on this today. The title of my message today is, I've got to get my God dream back. How about you turn to the person next to you and say, I've got to get my God dream back. Turn to the person on the other side and say it with a little bit more conviction. Come on, Duncan Tyler. I've got to get my God dream back. Before we move on, how about I commit this to God and... Dear Lord, just thank you for every person that is here today with us in, in Life Church and with us, joining us from home. You know us inside out and back to front. You know what is happening in our world right now. You know what is happening in our heart. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing. 
We give you praise. We give you all the glory and honour. In Jesus' Name, Amen. We also thank you for Olympic Leon. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Come on, Champions League was played out this morning. The last quarterfinal, was it? Fantastic. Leon, let's go. If you don't know who that is, they beat a club that is irrelevant. And if you support that club, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But um, United, let's go. All right. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get through it or study it. Get to know it. But it's okay. Let's move on. Amen? All right. All right. All right. The last couple of weeks, I've had this, this, this burning, burning inside me. I don't know why it is, but I just feel like we need to discuss the fact that our God dreams are so important. We can't just pass over it. We can't just keep living the way that we're living. We can't just keep even doing the things that we're doing without realizing the fact that God has placed a God dream inside every person that knows Jesus Christ. I've got to be honest, the last month or so has been a month where things just came about and, I, you know, we went through level four and the start of this year, myself and Sophie, we've been, you know, leading the church to, to the best of our ability over the last few months and it's been amazing. And it seemed like a month ago, something happened where there was just this weight that came upon me. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a physical thing. It wasn't something that somebody said to me. It wasn't, you know, the, the pressure of people or our team or our staff or anything like that. It was just like a weight of, of heaviness that came on my shoulders as I began to look around at what was happening, as I began to kind of open my ears to the wrong voices in, in the sense of listening to the news a bit too much or listening to things, you know, like uh, the cynical side of society. Anybody know a person? Don't raise your hand. That's, that's not nice. But as I began to do the interesting thing happened as this weight came on my shoulders more and more, the future became less and less clear. It was like as things in my world began to kind of go upon my shoulders, I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking to you this morning, you really, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like you can't explain it, but it's just like the spiritual weight of a burden kind of comes upon you and everything that is to come, all that God wants to do becomes more and more dim. I began to be a whole lot more introspective and feeling through things that I wasn't supposed to feel. And this morning I'm speaking to every person here that needs to get their God dream back. It's been a crazy time. It's been uh, just uh, people have gone through some horrible experiences lately. And I'm not discounting that at all. I believe that you know, anybody that is going through a season where, you know, you've lost a job or you've got sick or anything like that, there's a horrible thing to go through. And so I'm not just passing over that, but what I am saying is that in the middle of that, still here today, God wants to do something new in your life. The fact that you're here in the auditorium or listening online or even listening through the week to the service tells me that you know that God isn't finished with you yet. You may have come into 2020 thinking that this is going to be my year. Anybody think that? I thought that. 
I was like, whoa, 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 you know, like kind of look around the, 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 the world, you know, the church world. I followed, you know, a bunch of pastors, you know, all that sort of thing. It's what you're supposed to do when you're a pastor yourself, follow other pastors, get inspired. Yeah, that's a really good thing to do, right? And so, you know, I'm following all these guys and it was awesome to see in end of 2019, a whole bunch of people, not just pastors, but everybody was saying 2020, oh, that means 2020 vision. Amen. 2020 vision means everything's going to be clean and clear and awesome. 2020 vision means that the highway is going to be smooth. It means that this is going to be the year that God does the thing that I've been waiting for. This is going to be it. And then we fall into a global pandemic. And everyone's like, oh, geez, maybe I need to get my glasses checked or something like that. Because my 2020 vision isn't exactly what I thought it would be. But even in the midst of all of that, I just want to keep saying this again and again. Even in the worst of seasons, God is still working. The definition of dream is this, a cherished aspiration, ambition, or ideal. A dream is a cherished aspiration. It's an ambition. It's an ideal. I, I'm not telling you this morning to dream up your own dream. I'm not telling you this morning that you need to kind of go on Pinterest and look at somebody else's life and look at what you think the world tells you that you should be dreaming about. I'm not telling you that your dream should be about getting the, the perfect house with the perfect job, with the, with the boat and the car and everything else. I don't even know what else there is, but I'm not telling you to have aspirations where it's all for yourself. I'm telling you that God wants to give you a God dream that goes beyond just yourself to bless the people around you, to make a difference in our world and to give glory to His name. We need dreams that don't just come from our mind. We need dreams that come from heaven. Come on, still heard and you can keep speaking. We, we don't just need dreams that come from our minds. We don't just need human dreams. We need God dreams. Robert Kennedy said this, some men see things as they are. And ask why. They ask why. Why, why, why is it like that? Why, 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 why could it be like that? But I dream of things that never were and ask why not. Some men see things as they are and ask why. I dream of things that never were and ask why not. And when we truly believe that God is the God that we serve. I mean, if we really were to step back and ask ourselves the question, is the God that I was singing about about 20 minutes ago really the God that I believe in? That would shift completely the way that we dream about what, we, what we've been given as a dream. If you know that He's a way maker, a miracle worker, light in the darkness. We sing it, but do we believe it? And I'd really love all of us even to go into this week, maybe go on to, I don't know, ask Cody for the songs that we sing, print them out, read through the lyrics and ask yourself, do I really believe the God that I'm singing about? Or is it just another tune, another melody and a good looking guy playing guitar up the front? <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's Caitlin who said amen. It wasn't a random girl. That's, that's Cody's wife. It's biblical for her to say amen to that. <laughs> Do we really believe the God that we, that we sing about? And when it comes to God, and when it becomes the God dreams that He gives us, it's not about the aspirations that we want, but it's about the aspirations that He desires for us to carry for Him. 
And when God is involved, it turns the impossible into possible. And it becomes, an, it always becomes a why not? A why not when He is involved? I want to ask you, what is God's aspiration for your life? What is God's ambition for your life? What, what, what is God's ideal for your life? If that's the definition of it, then surely we don't need to be asking ourselves, what is our ideal? What is our ambition? What is our aspiration? We need to ask ourselves, what is God's aspiration? Because the truth is, is that life goes by, things happen, and it moves on, and we forget what we're meant to carry. Time goes by, the weekly cycle goes past again. A year goes past and everything is exactly as it was before. I mean, in the first service, there was Luke and he plays football with us. And every Wednesday, we have football training. He comes up to me and he says, hey, Zion, how you doing? I'm always like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? And in the back of my mind, I'm, as I'm saying that, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, another week's gone by? It is, it is asking me the same question and it blows my mind again and again every week. Every Wednesday at about 6.05 when he asked me that question, what really has been going on in my week? Am I just in a cycle or am I allowing him to work in and through me? We can certainly be faithful and diligent in our steps, but if our faithfulness just turns into trying to survive through life and our diligence and getting things done, it just turns into waiting for the weekend. I feel that we are missing so much of what God wants for us. We're not just meant to be people who get through life, go through the cycle, go to work, go to university, earn some money, have a family, get in the grave and go to heaven. That's not meant to be the fullness of what our lives have to offer. There is so much more for you and I. I'm not just trying to hype you up. I'm not just trying to, you know, you know, speak, you know, encouraging words that fall dead to the ground. I really believe that some people today need to hear this from God. Because although we've been through one of the worst moments in history, well, you know, in the last 50 years, we can't allow that to be the thing that holds us where we are. Someone with a dream can't help but go against the tide when the tide is going nowhere. Someone with a dream won't just settle for the status quo even though everyone else is doing it. Someone with a dream goes beyond, sees beyond what is happening right now and goes towards God and to, and instead of towards whatever is happening and popular in the moment. I fully believe that God has planted a dream from heaven into the spirit of every person. Every person has a God dream. Every person. And the problem isn't just receiving it. The problem is awakening that and listening and hearing and being guided towards where He wants you to go. When you don't have a dream, you see the world as it is. But when you have a dream, you see the world as God intends it to be. We need to see the world differently. We can't just see the world like the media sees the world. I mean, the media ain't bad. If you're in the media, God bless you. Thank you for doing what you do. I'm not saying that, but the general narrative of everything is bad. Everything's going backwards. Everything is, you know, going the wrong way. I mean, we can't, we can't allow ourselves to be the pe sort of people that think that way. Because while we still have breath in our lungs, God still has the ability to move through us. And everything might be going wrong. The world, the economy, stuff might be falling to the ground, but we still have the answer to everybody's question. A lot of people have answers to the, uh, for the world. 
You just need to go on Instagram for about half an hour to realize that there are hundreds of people that have answers to people's problems. But the problem with that, though, is that people don't need a lot of answers. They just need the, the answer to the question. There are a lot of questions, but the answer is always Jesus. We can go on to that another day. No, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that just now. I remember a British comedian coming through when I was, when I was a, bit, a, few, a few years ago, and he came through and he, went, he was doing a tour of New Zealand, and he came to Palmerston North. And when he came to Palmerston North, he, he called Palmerston North the suicide capital of the world. He said it as a joke. He said it as a joke, meant to be funny. But really, in that moment, and as a young person, I really stood back and thought, wow, is that really the future? Is that really all that Palmerston North has to hold? And back then, I kind of, you know, tangled with that. I didn't, wasn't too sure about that. And, and until the moment came where God really planted in my heart a dream for Palmerston North, a dream for the Manawatu, a dream for Aotearoa. And I know if that man was to ever come and say that to me again, he didn't say it to me the first time, don't worry. But if that man or anybody else was to say anything about Palmerston North, New Zealand, the Manawatu, anything along those lines, I know what my answer would be. My answer would be, not on my watch. No way. I rebuke that. I will fight you. Or I will send Cody Dennison to fight you. He is an intimidating man when he gets angry. He gets really quiet and he just stares at you. And then you get convicted, go home, cry a little bit, ask God for forgiveness, and then come back to him crawling. That's what he does, people. I'm kidding. But anyway. But the reason why I stand against that the reason why I won't, I won't even tolerate that at all is because I have a dream. And it's not just a, a me dream, it's a God dream. It's a God dream that is, that is deep within my spirit. It's a conviction that I hold strongly to. And I can't stand when anybody talks down about our city, when anybody talks down even about our nation or, or the Manawatu or uh, whatever. It, it talks down about the church or life church or any other church. I won't tolerate it, I won't stand it because I've got a God dream. And I'll fight you for that. I'll fight you for that. We all need a dream. We all need a dream. We all need something to stand for and to move towards. Acts 2 verse 17, Peter, and this is quoting a, a scripture, a prophecy out of Joel chapter 2. And it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Who knows that the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all people? He, the Holy Spirit is poured out on, on His people. And it says, as a, as, as a follow-on to that, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will, dream, will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. We've got to know that the outcome of the Holy Spirit moving, the outcome of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us is for us to dream, for us to have visions, for us to prophesy to our future. It isn't just to be okay with what we have right now. It isn't just okay to fall to the lowest common denominator and just float on by, but it's to stand up and say, although this is happening right now, I know that Holy Spirit demands us to speak to a brighter future. That sounds very political, brighter future. I'll, I retract it and say, a God-given future. I remember Sophie trying to explain to me about our, our kitchen. And uh, I just kind of didn't get it. She tried to show me a few things and talk about it and explain it about, you know, we're going to take out this wall and we're going to take out this door and take out this. 
window and add this thing and that thing. And I was like, okay, that sounds really good. I really trust Sophie and what she wants for the house. And, you know, she, she, she does what she does, which is planning. It's fantastic. I love it. But I didn't quite get it. I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's just kind of, yep, awesome. But then one day she came back from the place that we were going to be getting the, the kitchen from. I had to build it myself, by the way. It was a flat pack. Had to build it. Spent many hours and days. It was horrible. Never doing it again. Ever, 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 ever. And Sophie came back with this little, uh, like a picture of where everything would go, how everything would fit, and what everything would look like. And it was like everything inside of me went, I get it. I get it. This is going to be amazing. I've got a picture of what it looks like. I've got a picture of what it could be. And now where I am, I'm willing to do what I have to do to be able to fulfill what, what Sophie wanted of our kitchen. We need a God dream ourselves. We need a picture from heaven. We need, a, we need to have a, have a clear understanding of what God wants to do in our lives for us to have an understanding that what I'm doing right now isn't wasted. God loves when we allow spirit-filled dreams to take residence. The devil hates your dream. significant for God. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal to kill and to destroy. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to add to your life. He doesn't want you to just be, you know, just to live in pleasure. He does want to, you to live in pleasure if that means he can still kill and destroy your future and what you're meant to be doing. But that's what he has come to do. But then it says, I, which meaning Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. He wants you to have a full life. He wants you to have a, a, a life that goes beyond yourself. The devil, he'll always try to disqualify you out of your God dreams. Always. That's what he does. He speaks to you, whispers to you. He, 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 takes, he takes part of truth and then just whispers to it, whispers uh, deception into it. He says, you're not intelligent enough. Your background is too dysfunctional. Other people can have, it, but, uh, can have that, but not you. He says, you're not leadership material. He speaks lies after lie after lie after lie to steal, kill, and destroy because he does not want you to do what God has asked you to do. Three quick things on dreams. I've only got a few minutes left. Number one, dreams are birthed in his presence. Birthed in his presence. If you want to dream, take time away from the distractions of life, get into his presence, and listen. Listen. I don't take Sophie to the stock cars or Teams Champs and with a whole bunch of mates and then expect to have a quality one-on-one -on -one conversation. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I'm with her, but I'm surrounded by everything else. We need to get away from the noise, away from the busyness, go into solitude. That doesn't mean isolation. That doesn't mean loneliness. Solitude, isolation is you by yourself. Solitude is you and God. We want to take solitude with God to be in His presence, to be able to hear His voice for what He has called you to do. Psalm 16, 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. Isn't that awesome? What a great promise from God. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God wants to speak to you. But all, what you need to do is to take time and get into His presence. That's why coming to church on a Sunday is brilliant. You come to an environment for an hour and about 15 minutes where it's all about His presence, where it's all about worshiping Jesus, 
to be able to hear from Him. That's why life groups are so important, to get in, a, in, 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 a, in an environment where the Holy Spirit can move and people are willing to engage and listen. Turn on some worship, read your word, whatever it may be, get into His presence. Number two, dreams are stirred by other dreamers. If you've got a dream, you need to get, you need to get it stirred by other dreamers. Stir your dreams up by getting around the right people. We need to know that people will either be stirring up what God has put inside you, inside you or they'll be shushing it down. Know who is stirring it up and who is shushing it down. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. We need to get the right people in our lives to stir up the right things within us. Number three, dreams are maintained by clarity. Dreams are maintained by clarity. Habakkuk 2.2 says to write the vision, make it plain. Write the vision, make it plain so that so he may run who reads it. You know, at Life Church, we, we usually start the year by saying, this is what we're believing for. This is what we feel God has said to us. And this year, we've been talking the whole year about a new wind of Holy Spirit. It's been amazing to see the testimonies coming back and hearing from people about what the Holy Spirit has been doing in their own lives. I love that. That's fantastic. I have full confidence and full belief that a new wind is what God has called as church for right now. But as much as we need a corporate vision, we also need our own. We need our own vision. And I ask you, what is the vision? What is the dream He has placed into your life? Because if you want to keep running, you've got to make it plain. If you want to keep going, you've got to write it down. I really encourage you, even through this week, go, go into a place where you can uh, get into His presence. Ask Him. Surround yourself with people that can stir it up within you. And then write it down. Write down what He has for you. So when you get distracted, when you get sidetracked, that you can come back to the vision that He has for you. So four people I want to pray for in 30 seconds. I got 20, 29, 28, 27. Four groups of people I want to pray for this morning. Number one, I want to pray for anybody here today who has a disappointed dream. Anybody who has a disappointed dream. Joseph was a man in the Bible who had a disappointed dream. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He, he, he like... He went to his brother saying, I have a dream. They're like, okay, great. We're going to sell, sell you off. They were going to kill him because I was so angry at him for, for having this big dream, but they decided to sell him off. Then he was accused of something he didn't do. Then he was forgotten about while he was in prison by somebody that he had helped along the way. The person had promised him to be able to come back and help him, but they didn't. I'm sure if anybody in the Bible had a disappointing time with a dream, it was Joseph. You might be here today and have a God dream just like Joseph did, but it seems like nothing is working out for you. I want to say, even while, we, while you still have breath, while you still have breath, your dream doesn't have to be a disappointing dream. There are so many people in history that were able to overcome, even by their, by, by their own will, what they dreamed about. The Sir James Dyson who made vacuum cleaners, Dyson, hooray. Anybody love vacuuming? Alrighty, okay. I heard a male put up his hands. You're not single though, never mind. He went through 5,126 failed prototypes to get to something that was worth selling on. Disney would never have been what it is today if Walt Disney listened 
uh, if Walt Disney listened to his editor, his editor said that he lacked imagination and had, and had no good ideas. I reckon Walt Disney had some, a few good ideas. Like, <laughs> Michael Jordan famously said, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the winning game shot, the game winning shot, and I missed. 26 times, failed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And these people, through their own determination, through their own drive, were able to succeed. But for us, we don't just have a dream with an aspiration to make ourselves good and famous and great. Our dreams come from heaven, and they are to give God the glory. All through the Bible, there are people who had disappointments all on the way. Joseph, Nehemiah, Elijah, Peter, Paul, and so on and so on and so on. Disappointment is effective life, but doesn't doesn't have to hold you captive. Number two, I want to pray for people who have distracted dreams. Anybody who has a distracted dream, I get a picture today of 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 people that have been who are following their dream for a while, like a GPS, and then the GPS took them off in another direction, went off onto a side road, and before they knew it, they were kind of just continuing on where where, where it was taking them, not realizing that they'd gone off track. And what you're doing might be a good thing, but is it the God thing? Is it the God thing? Maybe, I don't know what it is, but I just, I just get this feeling that people, you've kind of, you, you know it yourself. You know it yourself. You, you know what you're meant to be doing, but you've gone off in another direction. I want to pray for you today that your distraction doesn't have to be the end of what you're called to do. Number three, I want to pray for people who have a dangerous dream. A dream that seems too big, too, too, too far, too, too, too much, too much to do on your own. I want to pray for you today. First Samuel 16, we hear, we see David, uh, we see David, and he had a dream. He was anointed as the king. Then in the next chapter, he went to face Goliath, and he had something put inside of him by God. He was anointed by God to be the next king, and that's what he carried. That's what he carried. He had a big dream, big desires. God had great things for him. And even with the three meter high giant, he was still able to face up for him, stand up to him because he was somebody that had a dream that was bigger than what was in front of him. First John 4, 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You have a big dream and it's a God God dream. It's a dangerous dream. That's a good thing. And God can use that no matter how big it is. And I want to pray for you. Anybody who is fearful of what, what you have in the future, fearful of what God has placed inside of you. You don't have to be afraid of what, what your future holds when your future is in Jesus. And fourthly, I want to pray for anybody who has a dormant dream. A dormant dream. Maybe you've never dreamed before. Maybe it's been hiding away for a long time. Maybe you've just accepted Jesus into your life and, 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 and you're just like, this is great, this is awesome, but I just feel there's something deep down that I've never experienced, I've never brought to life before. If you've got a dormant dream this morning, I want to pray for you. Abraham in the Bible, he was 75 years old when God first spoke to him. He was called Abraham at the time, but God started to speak to him about what he wanted to use Abraham for. He said, Genesis 12, it says, leave your country, your people, your father's household and go to the land I will show you. At 75 years old, he had no children. I will make you into a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. He was 75 years old, had no children. God promised him a child. 
You could have said, no, that's no way. But even at that age, God was still able to move in him and give him a dream. Whether he was 75, 85, 95 or two, if there was a dormant dream in your life, I wanna pray that God will open that up, that God will bring it to life and that he'll be able to minister and move through you. Is that okay? Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.